got big balls Big old balls Big as grapefruits, big as pumpkins Yes sir, yes sir And I'm a really good days They swell to the size of small dogs My balls are as big as small dogs But it ain't bragging if it's true Yes sir, yes sir It ain't bragging if it's true Muhammad Ali said that when he was a young man, back when he was Cassius Clay, before he fought too many fights and left his brain inside the ring. And sometimes I wish I was Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods. Sometimes I wish I was Tiger Woods. Michael Farber standing by every Monday at this time, brought to you by Billy Bob Productions, presenting the return of Dan Byrne to the stage at Hurley's Irish Pub on Friday, the, uh, sorry, Saturday. Friday is going to be in studio, the 26th. Saturday, the 27th, upstairs in the music room at Hurley's. Uh, Dan Byrne, U.S. Midwest native, our songwriter in residence. He's written over a thousand songs. Seems like half of them for this show. He's uh, His songs have appeared in uh, Judd Apatow movies, Walking Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, and Get Him to the Greek. Spent part of his summer opening for The Who. Dan Byrne is back. He's got a new album coming out in January. Don't miss him. Tickets are 20 bucks. There is very limited room upstairs in the music room at Hurley's. Over 50% of the tickets available have been sold. Don't wait. You can get your tickets at Eventbrite, and you can also pick them up at the bar at Hurley's at 1225 Crescent. Saturday, the 27th of January, starting at about 7.30 with very special guest Arit Shimoni. 7.30, and then after the sets, uh, Shane Murphy, if you want to hang out, Shane Murphy and the band will be doing uh, some heavy-duty guitar work all night long, Saturday, the 27th of January. Hope to see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Farber, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I, I'm good. It's uh, I think outside of uh, Dallas and small pockets elsewhere in North America, it's a chance to, to laugh at a franchise that has been laughed at quite often since the 90s. Well, it's funny because I was watching the Dallas Cowboys crash and burn, and I'm thinking, these guys are the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NFL. And I thought it was an original thought. I was so pleased. (laughs) And then you get on the the Twitter, and uh, there are memes with uh, the star replaced by the Maple Leaf. And apparently uh, millions of people have had the same thought that I had um, because it's so incredibly obvious. You take a team that has been billed as America's team and uh, the Maple Leafs, despite a stunning lack of success, have become Canada's team, mostly through uh, media coverage, uh, geography being in the most populous and richest part of this country. Uh, You've had outsized media attention to both the Cowboys and the Maple Leafs. And most importantly, in this context, you've had incredible failure in the postseason. And these are both very good regular season teams. Uh, We've seen it uh, in Dallas throughout the years, uh, regularly making the playoffs. And in recent years, certainly that's been true of Toronto. But you know, losing that series to the Canadians and spitting up a 3-1 series lead like it was a furball, uh, that was uh, just a reminder that this is who that franchise is right now, and that's what the DNA is. 
and that's true of the Cowboys as well. So it was uh, what I thought was a pretty startling uh, comparison, and yet everyone's making it. So uh, maybe it's not so original. Well, but as as flameouts go, yesterday in Dallas, I mean that's that's an all timer. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. The first half of that game was was absolutely stunning, and you know, and the rest was just arithmetic, right? It was just accounting, and they couldn't stop love. And it's like they didn't even try to stop love. And then Green Bay would, you know, play soft and let Dallas score. But you know, they they were the the cartoon character, you know, running as fast as they could in the second half and not getting anywhere. So when you know, as soon as Dallas would score, whoops! Two minutes later, Green Bay would be in the end zone. So uh, Dan Quinn defense uh, not so good. Uh, I don't know if Dan Quinn gets another chance as a head coach after that. People say, oh, don't make too big a deal out of it. It was one game. It's this game. It's at home. It's against a young team. It's not one you can not merely lose, but get torched. So I I think uh, he was sort of kneecapped by what went on on the field. How how do you view Jerry Jones after all these years? Did you you ever cross paths with him? What what has been your overview of of him as an nfl owner well i never never met him i, I really i haven't done a super bowl in, uh, i guess the early 90s was the last time and not one super bowl that i covered had uh, dallas in it um I, I envy jerry jones because when he wants his glasses cleaned he hands it to the fellow next to him <laughs> in in the owner suite that's you got to have some juice to that, you know. But uh, uh, clearly, he's known what he's wanted. He built the, the Pleasure Dome, uh, Jerry's World. Uh, he's been a dynamic owner. And uh, he's gotten pretty much what he's wanted, except in recent years, championships. And one thing I think we can say is coaches are fungible. You can get rid of coaches. And you can you know, probably do as well if you find the right person um, than you, with what you've had. And Mike McCarthy you know, had a nice run winning in Green Bay. And, you know, he's a credible NFL coach. But coaching changes have worked, do work. I mean, not every team is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's not going to be that continuity. You don't want to be, you know, kind of going through these uh, coaches year after year, grinding them out. But uh, sometimes when things aren't working, you can make a change. And uh, even what happened in New England, I mean, Bill Belichick had lost something of the plot, and uh, he's going to be somewhere else, possibly in Dallas. Comedian Sam Morrill yesterday, I haven't seen Jerry Jones this upset since they passed the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might recall a piece done by Sally Jenkins and David Moranis in the Washington Post, uh, where if you go back to the integration of schools in Little Rock, and uh, is that 55? Yes, 54. Yeah, I think it was 54. Yeah. Okay, uh, and there is Jerry Jones in the background of that picture. Uh, as black students are trying to integrate uh, schools in Little Rock. So 
Uh, that's where that came from. That, that's a pretty good joke. Sorry I missed that one. All right, the field looks spectacular. We got it up in the studio. It's 7 nothing. Buffalo has uh, taken an early lead over the Steelers. Uh, I don't see what the stands are, are looking like. John has, has more on that. And, of course, yesterday in the frigid conditions in Kansas City, surprise, 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 uh, Tua and the Dolphins couldn't get anything going against the uh, champs. Well, how did you feel about that game being played at all? I know Robert Griffin the third went off, and, and I have a lot of sympathy for what he said. What? What? Okay, I missed what he said. He said shouldn't be playing the game. They should postpone it. It, it is dangerous, and as we all know, uh, you know the only part that leagues care about their fans is not about their extremities; it's about their wallet. And so, unless you have your wallet and your fingertips. You know, leagues don't care. And we spend a lot of time talking about player safety. And indeed, in the case of Arrowhead and the fans, the safety of the fans. Uh, according to reports coming out of Kansas City, uh, roughly 70 calls, emergency services uh, that day, and 35 of them were for hypothermia, roughly half. Um, it's the good part about that field is they're underground pipes, so the field wasn't frozen, unlike uh, what we're seeing in whatever Ralph Wilson Stadium is now called in Buffalo. But it's a a shame. Well, I think, Uh, Michael, it's probably because of the lore, right? You know, the frozen tundra. Oh, yeah, but but haven't we moved on from that? You know, haven't, you know, let's, if we're, we're genuine about concern, for athletes and indeed patrons, and uh, that weather, you know, with the wind chill was was not not conducive uh, for health. So yeah, I mean, go ahead and, and play it, and uh, and hope uh, nothing bad goes happen. Ha- excuse me, nothing bad happens. But when you see a chunk of Patrick Mahomes' helmet fly off. Uh, because the plastic is so brittle, you think, yeah, maybe these aren't the the perfect conditions. At this point, I have to mention that I was in New Jersey as a kid. They used to show the Grey Cup as part of ABC's Wide World of Sports. John, you familiar with Wide World of Sports? Oh, absolutely. Well, there you go. It's uh, and I remember watching the I guess the Fog Bowl. And thinking, and they, you know, trying to play in that, and I said, you know, hey, that's one goofy country. <laughs> and uh, well, good thing I have nothing to do with that country. Um, yet, you know, no one's going to get frostbite or get damaged because of fog. Uh, the extreme cold that we saw in Kansas City, and we saw years ago in Cincinnati when the Jets played a playoff game against the Bengals. Um, you know, I, I, you know, maybe I'm getting soft, but yeah, you know, I felt bad, uh, not merely for the Miami Dolphins who were clearly unsuited for it, um, but for fans who invested so much of themselves in the uh, the Chiefs and and for the players who had to perform. Wasn't it worth it though to see the icicles on Andy Reid's mustache? Yeah, I kept thinking uh, <laughs> the Beatles. You know, and I am the walrus. <laughs> yeah. I am the frozen walrus. I am the frozen walrus. 
Andy, you want to uh, we want to squeeze in a question about uh, Mary Philippe Poulain and what happened at Verdun on Saturday. Well, I guess I guess the question would be, you know, look, she got her goal recalled. They didn't win their game, but does it matter right now? And and the effect the 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 effect that the the start of this season is having, Michael. Do you think we are finally turning a corner in the way people are perceiving? not necessarily women's sports at large, but certainly women's hockey. You frame that so well, Andy. And I'll start with the first part. We're talking about the goal, right? Yeah. And that's the first thing you brought up. And that is wonderful because the overarching story has been, isn't it great that we have a women's professional league? And it's true. It is great. And I find it amazing because this started, this league started six months ago, essentially. Now, we've had women's professional leagues before, but rarely uh, with this kind of organization and unanimity. So, yeah, I think it is so great that we have that. Um, but I, and, you know, we're looking at something that's right on the ground floor. What I am hoping is one day that. Stu Cowan's kids are covering the team, and we are talking on a regular basis about the goals that was called back, about uh, the coach should be fired, you know, what about juggling this line, uh, that uh, that Minnesota-Ottawa matchup will be called an original six matchup because there's 16 teams in the league. But that's going to take time, and I hope we're all around to see that because this is where, if it finds a niche, and I hope it does, this is where that sport could go. And uh, I'm all for it. I'm all for the opportunities for uh, the players and also for the people around the game, uh, including media, uh, to cover it. So, uh, you know, I am completely on board with it. Have a great week. Thank you, as always, Michael Farber. All right. Talk to you next week. Brought to you by Billy Bob Productions. Dan Byrne in studio making up songs on the spot. Friday the 26th on stage at the Music Room upstairs at Hurley's 1225 Crescent beginning at 730. There are tickets available, but they're not going to last. Over 50% of the tickets available have been sold. You can get them at Eventbrite or at the pub, Hurley's Irish Pub, 1225 Crescent. Aaron Ward, Pierre Maguire, back-to-back Habs. An avalanche pregame at six. It just means they're ignoring you. How can you know? How can you know? Which is which? Who's doing what? I guess that you can ask them. Which one are you, B?